What is up, everybody? Too loud, too loud, too loud. <laughs> See this? This is not good. It can't go. It can't okay. hit this one. Are you doing? No, no, you do one more time, one more time, one I more don't time. Do you were doing such a good job, yeah. on Yanio. You were doing such a good job, really. What is up, everybody? To the nations worldwide, this is episode sixty-one of the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money, living that travel lifestyle. We are your hosts, Mike Pletz. And Natalie Lee. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a travel lifestyle, get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other, and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. In today's episode, myself and Natalie are going to be talking about one of our past trips that we went on, uh, that trip that we went to Morocco in six days. We're going to talk about all the destinations that we went to, everything that we did there. And you can find everything about Morocco on our blog at tothenationsworldwide.com. But before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a moment to talk to you, the listener. I want to say a very special thank you to everybody that's been tuning in to the Travel Couple Podcast, everybody that's been listening to all the episodes that we release. These really do take a long time for us to put together. And just to see how many people are listening to this and digesting this and and to see how much this has grown in the past year is just a, a really humbling experience. And we just want to say thank you so much for tuning in every Wednesday here. Uh, with with all this, the, all the effort that we put into this, with uh, emailing guests and uh, communicating back and forth and scheduling in these these podcast interviews and editing them, putting together the show notes, it takes about five to six hours an episode to really get out there and uh, and and put it out there for you. Um, this is, this does take a little bit of time to do, but we we think it's extremely worth it. We love all the people that we've talked to, and we we really do appreciate their time that they take to uh, you know put aside their travels and uh, and to really talk with us, sit down with us, and talk with us for that hour that they do. Um, in that in the, this brings me to what I want to talk to you about, the listener. That I I'd love to interact with you more and I know a lot of the times people are listening to podcasts on their drive on their commutes or in the gym you don't really have time to you know put down what you're listening to and uh, get on something and you know send us a comment on our show notes page or to interact with us on on our social media channels we're at to the nations worldwide everywhere Uh, and, and I understand that but we'd love to hear back from you. We'd love to, you know, know what we're doing right, what we, you'd love for us to improve improve upon. Uh, we'd love if you subscribe to our podcast and left us a review on the iTunes app or whatever, whatever podcast app that you're using. Uh, this really helps us, you know, get this podcast out there and into other people's ears. It it also helps us uh, get some credibility behind us that we can, uh, you know, go to 
larger travel couples, these these travel couples that are out there living this full time uh, lifestyle, and and to be able to interview them and get you know get their advice into your ears and to be able to interview them. So that that's kind of what I I want to leave you with before we get into today's episode. Is we'd love for you to interact with us. We're at To The Nations Worldwide everywhere. Uh, You can leave a comment on our show notes page. This one will be travelcouplepodcast.com slash 61 for today's episode, episode 61. Uh, We'd love for you to subscribe and leave a rating if you could. And, uh, you know, even if there's a couple out there that you want to see on our show, uh, or sorry, want to hear on our show, uh, send them a message on their social media channels and really bug them about the Travel Couple podcast. Because, uh, you know, likely there's still lots of people that haven't heard about us. And uh, it, it just, you know, get, opens up their ears to this thing called the Travel Couple podcast that maybe they should be on. And, and you could, you know, hear what they have to say on this podcast. In addition to that, I want to say a very special thank you to all the couples that we've had on the show. I think we've had something like 55 couples at, at this point take a, a full hour out of their, their time and even more with scheduling back and forth and, and emailing uh, to to join us on this, this podcast. And it's uh, I couldn't be more thankful for you. And for you, the listener, if, if you hear somebody that uh, intrigues you on this podcast who uh, opens up your eyes to something, you know, show them some love on their on their social media channels or on their blog. Uh, give them a follow. Give them a like. Drop them a comment saying, you know, we loved hearing you on the Travel Couple podcast. This was amazing. Uh, just showing them that love that, you know, uh, that they they took the time out of their day to, to join us here. And to share, you know, everything that they have about travel relationship and and their lifestyle with you. So, uh, again, thank you so much to everybody that's listening, uh, that has us in your ear and that is listening to us on a consistent basis. We really can't say thank you enough for everything that you do for us. Thank you. And without further ado, here's our interview together. Hello, Natalie. Hi, Mikey. What's going on? Not much. So I want to talk to you about Morocco today. Do you remember our trip to Morocco? Yes. And do you remember, uh, you know, our times in Morocco? And do you recall everything we did in Morocco? Mm-hmm. Is this going to be a trip down memory lane together? Yeah. So Morocco was, I don't know, when I think about our trip to Morocco, I think about how incredible it was. I feel like everything on the trip went as planned, um, and it really opened up our eyes to a, a culture that we just never experienced before. Mm-hmm. If we need to like describe Morocco with two words, probably exotic and amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very general one. I like it though. Yeah, I know exotic for sure. Yeah. Um, beyond description, maybe. Then that's three words: exotic and beyond description. Okay, then three words. If okay. I if I can like describe it as like three words, I think it's exotic and beyond description. It was like, if I could choose two words, it would be sensory overload. 
In which sense? In the sense that, you know, when you're in the Medinas, when you're in these old towns where, uh, especially in Fez, where yeah. like every turn is something new. It's like uh, it overloads your senses from smell to sight hmm. to hearing. It, mm -hmm. it is a really, really cool place to just get lost in. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a fantasy, like <coughs> fantasy market. Like it has lots of history and at the same time it has lots of stories in it. Um, exotic architecture, very foreign-like markets and every corner you can see every exotic stuff and yeah it's really hard to describe you should definitely check it out like it's strongly strongly recommended to visit one day so i i believe i was the one that kind of came to you and said let's go to morocco right yeah, yeah it was definitely my idea i was influenced by uh the Canadian TV show called Departures. Uh, they went to Morocco, I believe, in season two, episode one. Uh, they went over from Spain to Morocco. We did the opposite. We went from Morocco to Spain on a ferry. And it was just a really cool thing to, to be able to see, uh, you know, them going through the Medina and, you know, all the different vendors and what they had to offer. I thought it was really cool and it always stuck with me. It was always that country that was definitely high up there on my list to go to. And I kind of, you know, said, let's go to Morocco. Yeah, it was definitely a great choice to um, visit there and you know, wander around. And I've never like thought it's going to be like that fantastic, really. So we flew into Casablanca and we were only staying there for one night. Uh, Casablanca, we were told nothing really special about it uh, other than that the movie was named after it. Um, so we didn't really dedicate too much time to it. In that sense, you know, we still really enjoyed Casablanca for the time that we were there. It was a good warm up to all the other Morocco cities we were going to encounter. We went to the uh, the massive mosque that they have there, which is their big big attraction. We walked through their Medina a little bit. It was you know you know it wasn't teeming with life like these other Medinas and other cities, but it was it was a good introduction to what was in store for us. We did have a nice meal, uh, a tagine, and tagine is like these clay uh, pots with with food. Uh, mm -hmm. Sorry, with like meats, vegetables, and it's it's cooked with all these spices in these clay pots, and just yeah. delicious. The taste was really like very colorful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with all the spices and stuff. Yep. It was also where we got introduced to Moroccan mint tea. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And you got to try Moroccan mint tea. Yeah, wherever you go, like within the Medina, like the market area, all the vendors will recommend you to have the mint tea. And that's kind of like the the um, relationship building process to get you into the products. So wherever we go, like for the carpet and um any like shops in the Medina area yeah we had lots of like mint tea and it was really good yeah so from Casablanca we went on to Rabat we missed Marrakesh that we were uh you know something definitely we look back on and think 
maybe we should have gone there, fit that into our, our, our schedule. But we were moving up north, so our next stop was Rabat. That's the capital of Morocco. And uh, this is our first introduction into like a, a true teeming with life Medina. You know, these old cities with alleyways filled with vendors. Uh, really, really interesting. Rabat, oh, we saw the Cella, which was an old castle. Uh, we saw the Kasbah. Oh, the Kasbah. Do you remember that? The blue blue city, blue colored uh, walls yeah, yeah, we that still, went onto the ocean. Yeah, we still have the uh, that um, art. From Chef Chohan. Oh, okay. Yeah, but Kasbah was like the first. Uh, it's like a little area in Rabat where it's it's blue wash walls and beautiful beautiful great introduction to chef shohan and if you're not going to chef shohan then definitely no, see the kasbah you should definitely go to Sh- chef shohan for sure yeah so yes in rabat this is the the first time that we had a little bit of a hiccup in morocco and in the only time do you remember what happened in, in rabat when we were, we were only going to stay there for one night mm-hmm. i thought when we arrived we were staying there for two nights Mm-hmm. I woke up in the morning after that first night and s- looked at my phone and we got the email from Airbnb saying, thank you for your stay. What did you think of your, your Airbnb? And I thought, oh, no, we're only staying in Rabat for one night, not two nights. And we'd planned all these amazing things on that second day. The first day, all we did with the, was we arrived, we checked in and we went to the Cella before it closed and it uh, it hit me. We contacted our Airbnb host. He was super uh, nice and let us leave our luggage there and everything. And we were still able to get a bunch of things done, uh, like see the Hassan Tower, go to the Kasbah, walk down the Rue de Concel, which is in uh, the Medina, and get everything that we wanted to get done while in Rabat. And from Rabat, we went on to Fez. And Fez is the number one place you need to go in Morocco. The Medina in Fez is incredible. <laughs> you, you almost sound like a travel like consultant or like the the travel agent who try to like sell the products. So the Medina in Fez is super easy to get lost in. Uh, it's it's massive. It, it is and there's alleyways all the way from you know you have to squeeze through them to like big open areas in this medina and it the the vendors the life in this little secluded area of the city is so amazing uh we we checked into our airbnb and we uh, we went out and we didn't go far. We went to, I think, a restaurant called The Clock or something. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. We really enjoyed it. But we didn't go far from our, our place because we knew we might get lost and it was dark. And uh, your first time in a place you don't really want to get lost in. But we booked a tour guide in Fez. Which was a really good decision making. Really good choice. Why was it a good choice for you? Because it was so complicated and it was so... Um... I mean, the area itself, it's like, it's easily get lost in the middle of nowhere because it looks almost the same, but tons of like shops and I have a very bad sense of direction. So 
And yeah, like I can't really imagine myself like wander around and get lost. But the travel uh, tour guide, he actually guided us and really like took us to the right places and, you know, introduced to introduced us to the right like shops and the vendors and the markets and also explained us like the major history behind it. So he was really helpful and he was really friendly. He was really knowledgeable and he was really um, approachable, personable and very excellent. Yeah. Yeah, we couldn't have asked for a better guide. He, he, he knew everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, how to get from pl- point A to point B and through these different alleyways, the history behind everything from the Blue Gate to the university in there to the different mosques. Um, he took us out to some really nice restaurants. You know, and, and the tour guide obviously gets a commission from taking you to different shops um, and because you go into these shops and they, they try to sell you. But in Morocco, they they aren't pushy, you know, with their, their selling, which was incredible to us. They they let you come in or they, uh, you know, let you keep on going by. They offer you tea, like come in, have a tea, uh, enjoy, enjoy. You know, we'll show you our, our things that we have on sale. No need to buy. Enjoy your tea, blah, blah, blah. Right. And they, it was, uh, you know, no pushy salesman, anything like that. So it was really, really incredible. Uh, we went to, we went to see like some carpet places, uh, rug places, uh, some shawls and metal handicrafts and the tannery. Do you remember the tannery? Yeah, tannery was probably the best. It it's like something that I've never imagined, and I haven't really thought about like tannery would be like that huge and very colorful, um, and smelly. <laughs> yes, it was really yes amazing. Like it's beyond description, and yeah, there are lots of like leather like jackets, leather shoes, le- leather wallets and bags and stuff and yeah like we were able to like see the process how it works in the tannery area so there's all these vats and and you're standing on this balcony and looking down at all these vats filled with different chemicals and the process of you know creating these leather products and you know there's people down there walking on top of these vats, which are very, you know, you have such a small clearance to, you know, put your foot on and you could easily slip and fall into these and they're using their knives and cutting everything. It's it's incredible to watch. And, uh, you know, they give you these mint leaves when you come in to mask the smell. So it's it's really an, an, an like a interesting process to to take in while you're there and to uh to soak in and the you know everything in the medina of fez you could spend weeks in there and months and really discover something new every day and get lost um we only spent two nights in fez but still uh you know having that that tour guide for the day really helped us to get a good sense of the Medina, not direction wise, how to get it from place to place, 
but to really take advantage of our time there and to yeah and to make the most of our time because we we do travel really fast we are not slow travelers when we go traveling we go 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 right (laughs) speaking of that mikey is always complaining about like i want to rest i want to you know like chill out i want to like take it easy but then i'm like kind of like a person who, who should see and maximize the time and you know our days so i'm more like go 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 and maximizer and you know let's check it out like are we are we covering all the areas that we are supposed to like be like wandering around or like be looking around i always like double check with mikey if i could if we had time i would definitely be a slow traveler and even if we had time i think natalie would still be a fast traveler even if we had all the time in the world, she would still be going boom, 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 boom. No time to slow down. But besides the point, uh, that was our time in Fez. And from Fez, we took a bus to Chef Chouin. And we fell in love with this place. We spent two nights there. Uh, that was a l- two, two or three nights. I can't remember. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we really fell in love with this place, not only because it's so beautiful, but because we made a local friend who was really <laughs> willing to take us around to so many different places. It was really incredible. Until the the na- late night, he actually took us to the, the top of the mountain or something, like the scenic point. And, um, we, to the Medina at the top of the mountain. Yes. It at was late at night. Like, like really 10, 10 p.m. or something. Like, yeah. And we had tea, we had like drinks together. And yeah, how we met him was through one of the shops. And he was a shop owner. Yeah. Or he, his, his parents, parents owned the shop. Yeah. And then I got a um, mini painting from there as a souvenir. And we kind of ch- chatted. And um, he even named me like Fatima. Yeah. <laughs> he always called me Fatima, Fatima. And, um, yeah, like, and then we, be- we carried the conversation and we became a friend. So, yeah, we had mint tea at night. We met him that night that we, so we, the first day we walked around the Medina and then yeah. we met him and then he said, let's go for tea later. Yeah. And we met him for tea. Yeah. Like, luckily we met him. I remember it was like very crowded and I didn't know. I wasn't quite sure whether we were able to like catch him. We were able to like meet him. Because it was really crowded. But um, yeah, we spotted him. And um, yeah, and then we had tea. And then we chatted. We And he was really nice enough to guide us to the top of the area, Scenic Point, to see the full view at nighttime, which was really beautiful. And if we didn't meet him i don't think we were able to like find the place such place because we wouldn't have gone up to that mountain late at night in the dark with not knowing our surroundings yeah and also we didn't know there is such thing as the um yeah scenic point right up high Yeah. yeah it was really thankful to meet him and it was really meaningful yeah, it's always nice to, you know, meet a local or know a local that can really show you around to the different places. And, uh, you know, somebody who's just willing to show their life to you. 
through where they live. He took us to different uh, places for drinks. Uh, he showed us, um, you know, a window into his life. The next night, we met him again, and I got a Moroccan haircut from his buddy. <laughs> that was so funny. And, uh, yeah, like, he was just extremely kind uh, to give his time to us and to show us Chef Joan in a different light than, than that we would have seen. Uh, besides that, the Medina is so beautiful. The shops are a little bit more touristy. Uh, they are a little bit more pushy than they are in other places in Morocco to sell you on things. But still extremely nice. And you could just walk through the Medina for days on end. And uh, every corner is a photo opportunity. And it is just beautiful. One thing did happen in Chef Chouin where we wanted to try a Moroccan hammam. It's like a Moroccan spa. And we're asking around and asking around these people, where can we find a, a hammam, hammam? And finally, one guy was like, I can show you, I can show you. And he took us to one. But it was... It, it, when we think about like hammam, like spa, like it's more of like you lie down and there's someone who takes care of you, right? But it turned out to be... It was very nice... Of that local guy to show us around and guide us and direct us where we were supposed to go. It was nice of him, but it turned out to be it's just the uh, empty um, bathroom where you can just like use the water to take a shower and that's it. And I didn't really enjoy it because it was too empty and... I'm pretty sure we got scammed, but it was so weird like... When they had to clear it out for us, so there was obviously mm. people in there enjoying it. They we came back and then they just put us in this room, and we didn't know what to do. We poured a bucket of water on each other. <laughs> we we used the towel, and then we we didn't know if somebody was coming in, and so we decided to leave. And then when yeah. we left, they kind of were like giving us a weird look, like why are we leaving? So we really don't know what happened there. We didn't really like enjoy it, but one time experience, yes, I'll buy that. But I wish it was kind of like a proper, like, hammam mm -hmm. place where we experience the proper hammam, right? And if you don't know what a hammam is, give it a quick Google, read up on it a little bit. Basically, it's the Moroccan spa where they really scrub you down good. And uh, it's a little bit painful at times, apparently. Uh, but they, they just really give you a good scrubbing down. And you it's just like a hardcore spa experience. So we were kind of interested in using up a little bit of our time to do that. But uh, we, we didn't get really a chance. Anyways, moving on from Chef Chouin. Our very last night was just going to Tangier, where we didn't do a whole lot. We walked through the Medina did some very last minute souvenir shopping. The only reason why we went to Tangier to spend a night was that so we could wake up early, early, early in the morning, catch that ferry and go across to Spain. And that was our trip to Morocco. That's it. Is there anything else you want to leave people with in, in traveling to Morocco? Any tips, any advice to prepare themselves for what they have in store for them? Anything you want to tell them? 
Like we mentioned earlier, Chef Chuan, it's a must place. Like you gotta check that out for sure. And Faz, Tannery, and also Medina, for sure, for sure, it's a must place. And when you have a chance to look around the Medina and you made it to the place, um, make sure you. It's up to you, but we strongly recommend to use the tour guide. Did you feel safe in Morocco? Yes, yes. I w- we wouldn't like go out after like maybe like when it's dark, but overall like daytime and nighttime, not like late nighttime, but yeah, like around like seven eight, it was pretty safe. And still, I remember like there are people like walking around the street, and it was pretty safe. Yeah. Yeah. Even at nighttime, when we did go out, it it felt like extremely safe. We had no worries. Um, yeah, I mean th- that's our Morocco trip in a nutshell. If you want to learn more about our Morocco trip, you can go to to the nationsworldwide.com and read up on our Morocco section. There, we talk about everything we did and all of these different cities in great detail. Um, you know everything you need to know about your trip to Morocco. If there's one place we would add it to our itinerary, if we had time, it would be Marrakesh. We maybe would have also added a trip to into the deserts for a night or two. Uh, those would be the two main things that we missed. Uh, as far as places that we went to, we wouldn't skip any of those. Uh, Fez, Rabat, and Chef Shuhan were the best, the best places to go to for sure. Thank you to all the listeners out there to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 61. That's this episode, episode number 61's show notes page. I want to say a very special thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Again, reach out to us on social media. Let us know what we can do better, uh, what we're doing right, and reach out to our guests and future guests that you want to have on the show. Also, let them know. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll be sure to consistently deliver you episodes every Wednesday. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie. Hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide.